Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for another opportunity to gather around your word. We ask in the name of Jesus that you'd speak to us and cause the next few moments to be for life, for light, and for lift. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen and amen. Well, good morning. It's an honor to be in your space. Bring you God's word. I trust that you rested well. Um, at whatever point you feel like this is an overemphasis on faith, that is the time you need to listen to the message a hundred times more, at least. You see, because nothing you truly know bores you. If you truly know something, it excites you. If you have met people who are, you know, um, professionals, they just know. They, they never get bored of their tools. They just know it works. They are excited when they find it and they are distressed when they can't find it. Everywhere you hear a conversation about faith, you should be excited because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And so I began to emphasize that, you see, the quality of your faith is actually based on the person that your faith is in. I love cars, for example, you know, and I, I'm particularly, particularly sentimental about German cars, Benz, BMW. Now, if I'm driving a Benz, honestly, I can make certain promises to you based on what I know a Benz can do. And I'm confident the quality of my confidence will be varied if I'm driving another kind of car. You see, I can tell you something I will do because of what I'm driving. So the quality of my faith is actually in the object, is determined by the object that it is in. Mark 11.22 says, have faith in God. I have suggested to you and I presented it to you, especially as a suggestion, that if, you, if the Bible says have faith in God, it means you can have faith in other things. You can have faith, as a matter of fact, we have faith. Faith, we use our faith every day. When you put your key into the key lock and you turn it, that is faith. You expect that that small key can open that big door. When you, when, you, when you start the ignition, that's faith. When you come to your classroom or to your church or to that hall and you just take a seat, that is faith. You never asked if the, if the carpenter was a madman. You didn't ask any questions. You just sat down, fully believing that it will hold your weight. Uh, have you seen somebody sit on a chair before and the chair crumbled? That means that faith in that chair disappointed them. The Bible says that you should have faith in God, meaning you cannot know the efficacy of your faith beyond how much you know the integrity of God. It is the integrity of God that translates to the efficiency of your faith. Who do you believe? Ha! Paul. Paul spoke. He says, I know whom I have believed. That means faith is just as good as whom it is in. I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded. This is a call. The call to faith is the call to know God. To know that he cannot fail. 
I made a statement yesterday, it's worthy of repetition. That God cannot fail. And if he attempts to fail, he will fail at failing. When, when we say God cannot fail, God cannot lie, it means even if he tries, he cannot. It is easier for a man to give birth, a male figure to give birth to a child, than it is for God to fail. It is easier for, uh, uh, I mean, think of the most impossible things. Those things would rather happen than for God to lie. God cannot lie. God cannot fail. This is the God in whom your faith is in. Why your faith does not work is two reasons. You do not know the God in whom you have believed. You are not persuaded. You do not know God. You do not know the person that you have become in Christ. That's why faith seems to delay. But if you will get to know God, you will know that your faith cannot fail. It will improve your tenacity and you will get more results. I trust that. Bless you. I'm sure, Gwale, I thought to bring you a word of faith and hope.